Well, let's look at uh, Proverbs 18.21. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there, um, but we're going to be turning to a number of verses, uh, but you can look at that one. Um, of course, we'll put it up on the screen. We've been in a series called The Power of Words now just for a few weeks, and the, the first few messages, they're available on the website. Um, on our website, they're available on YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can go to any of those places. Like I mentioned earlier, on the website, if you go to the, the edited version of the messages, you can um, click on the message there, and then there's a download section, and you can get all the scriptures that we use uh, in a PDF format or a, a Microsoft Word document that you can download and use however you want, but they're just there for your benefit. Proverbs 18.21, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. You know, some, somebody said, well, I, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter what we say. That's pretty strong. It doesn't get any stronger than death and life are in the power of the tongue, does it? I mean, when somebody says this is life or death, they mean this is absolutely serious, right? doesn't mean it's just, um, you know, just something that's that's uh, low key. I uh, I got I, I remember a guy that I used to work with. You know how when people go on vacation, um, they they'll put an off out of office email so that when you email them, you'll get an email back that you know they're not there. His was you know part of it at the end. He said um, you know I'm on vacation such and such, I won't be available to such and such time. If you have, if you have needs with such and such, uh, contact this guy. If, if you have an emergency, call 911. In other words, if you think it's an emergency, then, then call the emergency number. Don't call me. If it's life or death, you call 911. You don't, you don't call the guy that's on vacation. Anyway, some people think an emergency is when it's not an emergency. This says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So that's about as serious as it gets, right? And the Bible has a lot to say about words, a lot to say about what we do with our tongue. The Amplified Classic, it says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for life or for death or for life. Matthew 12, 37, we, we read some of these verses. We're just going over them uh, kind of as a... Uh, springboard. Matthew twelve thirty seven says, for by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. Jesus said that for by your words, you will be justified. That means acquitted or by your words, you will be condemned. What we say is important. Mark eleven twenty three. And Jesus said, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be, will be done, he will have whatever he says. Notice that again, the last part says, but he, that he believes that whatever um, those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Jesus said that. He said you'll have whatever you say. Revelation 12, verse 10, spent some time in, in these areas last week, or not last week, last time we were teaching on this. 
It says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Look at verse 11. It says, They overcame him, talking about Satan, talking about the devil, by two things, by the blood of the Lamb. So yes, what Jesus did what he has done, but then also by the word of their testimony, by something they're saying. Amplified Classics says, and they overcame, conquered him by means of the blood of the lamb and by the utterance of their testimony. In other words, what you say, we spent some time on that in the, the, the second part of this series. I encourage you, if you didn't hear that, go back and listen because we covered in detail um, just some of the aspects of this. We have authority of, as a Christian. And we'll talk about some of those things some more. But in, in the context of we have authority as, as a Christian, you don't are, are not as a Christian. You're not under the authority of Satan any longer. Now, the world is. And he has influence. And when you're born again, when you become a Christian, you come out of that influence into the family of God. And Satan has no authority over you. But. What we say is very important, and we can give God access into our life or Satan access into our life by what we say, by what we decree with our mouth. And we talked about that in detail, how that came to be, what, what the situation is. I'm going to read another verse um, corresponding to this. But even though you're not under the authority of Satan, you can give him access by what you say. Did you hear me? It's just like, we use this example, it's just like, I just got, you know, I, I mentioned this a few weeks, and then I just got an email. We get them in the church uh, every once in a while, and then you get them personally. Uh, but this was a church, somebody sent us an email and says, hey, you know, and it, it was from overseas, we want to um, give into your ministry. And the, the, the title was like big, you know, donation or something. You know, and then explains, hey, we heard about your ministry. We want to give into the church. Would you give us your bank account number? <laughs> like, delete. You get things that are text that way, right? That are like, hey, you know, and you know they're scams. Hey, you know, you, you know they'll, they'll send you a receipt, quote, unquote, for something that you just bought, quote, unquote, that you didn't, that you know you didn't buy. And then there's a link. So they say, hey, you just bought this and it was $1,500. But if there's a problem and you didn't buy it, click on this link or call this number. Well, you didn't buy it. And if you fall for that and say, what? You charge my credit card and call them now. That's when they try to scam you. Well, let's see, you know, give us your account number and let's see to get we get that taken care of. That's when they take the money out of your account. Well, they can't do it if you don't give it to them. If you just say, mm, delete, block number. They can't do it, right? But if you go, oh, really? Oh, here's my bank account. Now, even though they have no authority and no access legally to your account, you just gave it to them, right? That's the same way it is spiritually, and this is going on all the time in the world. Uh, we we uh, give access to our lives by what we say. And we, we want it to be for good. We want the Lord to have access to do what he needs to do. We don't want to be binding him and giving Satan access to do things that he would want. And he, he doesn't have any authority to do it, but we just uh, give it to him because we decree with our mouth certain things. 
And this is not unimportant. It's not like, eh, it doesn't matter what you say. The Bible teaches that it does matter what we say. It doesn't matter what you say. God's going to do what he wants to anyway. That's just not true. Otherwise, he'd get everybody born again today. Everybody just get born again because he would make them bow the knee. Now, everybody's going to bow the knee to Jesus. But, but God gave men a free will. And if he gave men a free will and this authority, we can't put back on him what he put, what he gave to us. You see that? If he said it's up to you, you can't say, well, it's up to God. No, he's God said it's up to us and we can't undo that. So even though God wants everybody, the Bible says he doesn't wish that anybody should perish. The fact is, if men do not confess the Lord Jesus, don't believe on him. God's not sending them to a devil's hell. They are by their decision not to believe God. Well, it's the same with things in our life, what we dictate with our mouth actually sets the direction for our lives for good or bad. And people say, ah, it doesn't matter what you say. The, that's why we're going over it. No, it does. It, it actually sets a course. We're going to look at that uh, in a moment here. Just before we go there, look at Colossians 1 verse 9. I referred to this and I just want to touch on it before we move on. Just kind of uh, tie in. Uh, what we're saying to where what we've said in the past. Colossians 1 verse 9 says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11, Strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Verse 13, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. So verse 13 says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness. So that's what's happened when we are born again. We're delivered from the power of darkness. And it says he's conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. So we're actually delivered from the authority of darkness. Another translation says that the authority of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love. So we are in the, in God's kingdom. So we don't, he, Satan doesn't have authority over us. Now, one way we, we determine what we experience, though, is through our mouths. And so we want to be aware of these things, and we want to cooperate with the Lord. Now, we're going to be talking more and more about, about saying positive things with our mouth and decreeing, but I want to spend some time looking at some of the parts uh, of, of what you don't want to do with your mouth. And the Bible has a lot to say on it. We're going to read a few because even if we're saying the right things, now, this is, I mean, this is not um, in stone, okay? But even if we're, because there's different ways depending on what people are saying, how they're saying it, and we're not just talking about a magic hocus-pocus thing. We're talking about what you believe in your heart and what you say with your mouth. The Word of God says that determines the direction of your life. Well, if you're saying one thing that's positive, but you're constantly undoing it with a bunch of negative, you're not going to go anywhere. So if all you do is you say a bunch of good stuff, but you're constantly saying the negative, you're, you're, it's going to be undone. So we need to shut off the negative. 
If you would just shut, if we just shut off the negative, that would do so much for us just to keep moving. Because you're, if you just say, then if you said one, the, the right thing, God is bringing me over. God has healed my body. God has given me peace. And then you just shut up and don't say, like, let's talk about peace. If you say, oh, God has given me peace, but then the net you say it, but then 30 times throughout the day you're saying how stressed out you are, the peace comment is so buried from your consciousness and from reality, it's inconsequential. On the other hand, if you would just say, I'm going to have peace today, and then keep your mouth shut from saying anything negative, the thing you said and the thing that's ringing in your your mind, even if there's other thoughts in your mind, and that's a whole other teaching, but you, you let it come out of your mouth is another level. You, everybody has thoughts come to their mind. But you start speaking out of your mouth, you're saying something, and you're starting to go in that direction. But if we'll just shut off the negative, that statement, the positive statements, that's the last thing you said. That's what carries on, and you cut off all that backwards, you know, moving backwards and undoing it. And sometimes when you feel like saying it, we're talking about feelings. You don't go by feelings. But you feel like saying how stressed out you are, how anxious you are. Have you ever noticed when you start doing that how much worse the situation starts to look? I mean, it's not just a figment of your imagination. It may be barely hitting your head over and over and over. But if you just put those thoughts down and keep going, and if you'll say in the face of that, no, I have peace. When you feel like, no, there's no way. But if you start speaking out how bad it is and how stressed you out, within seconds, you start feeling worse. The atmosphere changes. Why is that? Is that just, oh, that's just... Because we are siding with darkness at that point. There are spiritual forces going on, and we are just, we are saying... No, it's not going to go well. No, I just, I can't, I can't see out. I can't see out. I don't see how to get to the other side. I don't see, I don't see how the money could come. I don't see how this could change. Uh, that just, we already, if you already know those things, it's fruitless to keep saying them. It just gets worse. If you already don't know, fine, we established you don't know. So we shut up with that and start saying, but God knows and I'm coming over. He'll show me. But see, if we say he'll show me and then spend the next 30 minutes talking about how we just don't know, when we get done with that, we're going to be so buried and so dark that we don't know up from down. We don't know which way. We, we have already firmly established we don't know. And now our mind is rattled. Now our emotions have gotten involved. Your body may be completely tired because when we talk like that, strength will run out of you like, like water through a drain. You know what I'm talking about? Proverbs 21, verse 23 says, Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Sometimes just keeping your mouth shut is the best thing you could possibly do in a situation. You know what I'm talking about. It applies everywhere, but sometimes I'm just not going to say it. I'm walking out of the room. You know what I'm talking about? He, whoever guards his mouth and tongue. Why would you need to guard your mouth and tongue? 
It says, keeps his soul from troubles. It is important what we do. Proverbs, or Psalm 34, uh, 13 says, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Don't, don't speak evil. Don't, don't do it. What we, what we say, it determines where we're going. So if we're like, if we start to think about something and it's, it's, it contradicts the word of God, it's the wrong direction. It's evil. We ought to say, I'm not letting that come out of my mouth. James three, verse one, we, we uh, read the first part of this. Let's go back there. And, um, and we read this previously, but let's go back there. And I want to go over this. This makes it very straightforward. James 3 verse 1 says, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man or a mature man, also able to bridle the whole body. What did that just say? It said, if you can control your mouth, you can control your whole body. Isn't that what it just said? You're also able to bridle the whole body. And people say, oh, that doesn't matter. Are we reading the Bible or not? We're not talking about some man's idea. We're talking about us as people. And if we're talking about if it, how you become born again is this exact same way. In fact, go ahead. I'm going to, uh, Bill, can you jump down, come back to James, but can you jump all the way down to the end of Romans 10, verse 8? We'll put that up now. How you become born again is by confessing something. By you believing in your heart and confessing something. This is how you come into the kingdom of God. And this is the how, how we're supposed to operate. It says, what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus... If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's how you get born again. You believe something. We're not talking about just a magic, you know, I just, if I say, say, say. No, we're talking about what you believe and you're saying. But if you believe that God has raised him from the dead, you confess with your mouth. That is how you come into the family of God by you declaring with the authority that has been given to you as a human being on the earth, you declare your destiny spiritually and naturally. You de- God has given us the authority to declare whether we're going to believe on Jesus or we're going to just uh, stay under the authority of Satan. That's how you come from the authority of Satan into the authority uh, of God and into his kingdom is by declaring, Jesus is my Lord. I believe him and I confess it right now. God has given every human being authority, a free will to decide. And when we declare, when we believe and declare it, that breaks that authority. You believe and that is what causes you to become what the Bible calls saved, born again. You're recreated on the inside and you are instantaneously transferred into the family of God, into the kingdom of light. And when you say it's when you say it, because God gave us that ability. And so that how we got into the kingdom is exactly how we operate. Now, if God gave us that ability to do, to do say, 
to because what he, and we're talking about what believing what he said and we're saying it with our mouth. We're believing something and saying it. We're not talking about some people will mock and say, oh, you're just saying it. And you just, why don't you just say you have 10,000 oil wells or something? Did God tell you that? Because if he told you, you can believe it. If you're just making it up, you're just making it up and you're playing games. But if you look in the Bible, when God told somebody to do something, when he told Gideon, get rid of all the people, all those people, and we're going to take them with this, Gideon could do it. Now, if he said, we don't need this people, we don't need 30,000, we need 300, he would be in presumption. He's not believing God. He just made up something with his head. And see, that's what people have done. They say, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just say this. No, we're not talking about you saying stuff just on your own. We're saying you agreeing with what God has said and what he's told you in your heart because he's already made a way. You're agreeing with him. It's the same way you get born again. The way is already made into the kingdom of God, but you have to agree with him. And that's what breaks the power of Satan. In the way then that... Um, so if you look at the rest of this, let's read verse 9 again, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe it in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, or unto being right with God, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So it's with the heart one believes, and then with the confession, or with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's the way... Other things happen. You believe God and you say. He told you that you could have peace that passes all understanding. You say, Lord, I have your peace. You don't, you don't say, I, I just don't see how. I, can't, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm afraid. I, I, how are we going to do this and start talking about that? You, that actually points you in the wrong direction. It points you going to the anxiety and fear and, and distress and depression. Now, we'll go back to James. James 3, verse 1. Let's pick up in verse 2, actually. We, that's where we were. It says, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, also able to bridle the whole body. Verse 3. Indeed, we put bits in, in, in horses' mouths that they may obey us. And we turn their whole body. Is that true? So you're turning the horse with a bit you put in their mouth and, and moving the reins. And that huge horse goes in the direction that you're dictating based on a little bit. Verse 4, look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Is that true? So this massive ship is being turned by a little rudder. And he's saying that's the way the tongue is. It, it's able to change the course of your whole body of where you're headed. Now, what if you're going in the wrong direction in a boat, in a ship, and you want to go this other direction, but you're going in the wrong direction? Should you just keep saying or keep, keep the, the rudder pointed in the same direction, even though you don't want to go in that direction, even though it's the wrong direction, should you just say, but this is the direction we're going. I can't change it. And you just keep the 
the rudder pointed. Is that, is that the right way to change course? What are, what's going to happen if you follow that procedure? You are going to stay in the same direction that you already are, right? What if somebody came to the, you know, came to where they, they have the controls of the ship and said, we need to go this way. And the guy controls says, I know, but we're already pointed this way. Can't you see? We're going this way. And if we relate that to what we say, people will go, I, I'm, ar- I'm already going this way in my life. This is what's happening. Well, quit. The Bible's saying you're, you're pointing with what you're saying in that direction. Now, let me just say this. If you say something just to say it and you don't back it up with anything, you didn't actually believe it. The Bible says what you believe and say. Not talking about hocus pocus. Well, just say that. Oh, it didn't work. You didn't believe it. You'll back it up. You'll start doing stuff. But you need to, we need to say something different because you know as well as I do what you're saying is going to ring in your head and it's going to affect what you want to do. And it'll affect God's ability to, to change things supernaturally because we're, we undo it then with the negative. So it, we need to, to, if we want to go in a different direction, we need to say where we want to go, not what is. People say that's lying. The Bible told us to do it. The Bible says we're not going to cover this today. We'll spend more time on this. The Bible says in Romans 4, God calls those things that be not as though they were. God, over and over the Bible, in, in the Bible, he would say something, and it hasn't come to pass yet, but he'd act like it's all done. He said to Abraham, Abram, I've called you a father of many nations. I've made you a father of many nations. No, he doesn't have a baby. He doesn't have an heir. God is already seeing the end from the beginning. Is he a liar? See, you're never lying to agree with what God has said. All you're saying is, look, you don't deny circumstances. Again, people have gotten the idea somehow you deny circumstances. I'm just going to act like it's not there. The Bible does not teach that. It looks squarely the circumstances in the face and says, but God said this. Yeah, your life, it's going down. You don't see any way out. Yeah, but God said, I'm going over, that I've been made more than a conqueror. God said that I will win. He always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. Yeah, but you're going down. So you're lying if you say, no, I'm saying what God said, and he knows more than I do. So in the face of circumstances, I'm going to say what he said. But what you don't want to do is then say the negative, and that's what we're we're talking about. You don't want to just keep saying Well, I I mean, this is the way my life's been going for five years. I just don't see a way out. Well, we establish that. If you say that over and over, we establish you don't see the way out. Okay, now what's the answer? But if we just stay there, I just, I I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know how it's going to change. I don't see a way out. I'm so stressed out. I'm so mad. I'm so angry. That is just setting us, it's staying on the same course. And it's darkness. We're giving, we're giving voice to darkness. And darkness will just surround you. It'll just descend into that room and surround you. But if we'll stop saying that and start speaking light in the middle of the darkness, things would change. Because we're saying what God would have us to say. That's actually turning the rudder when you're still going the same direction. It looks like you're going 
negative, but you start saying what God says anyway. God, I praise you that you never leave me nor forsake me. Never leave me. You never forsake me. And it may feel like he, you haven't, you're not, he's not anywhere near you, but you say what the word of God says. God, I thank you that you are the God that has seen ahead and made provision when you don't know how in the world, how it could happen. Let's read James uh, 3, verse 6. It says, See how great a forest a little fire kindles, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell, if you let it. Verse 7, For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now, he's saying naturally without God's help because otherwise he just got done saying that a perfect man would, could bridle his tongue and control his whole body. And right after this, he's going to say that negative and positive shouldn't come out of the same mouth. So he's not saying it's impossible. That would contradict the whole context. He's saying you, a person cannot, you can't tame somebody else's tongue and you and yourself Without the help of God, you're not going to be able to do it. Verse 8, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, or a grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. The Bible tells us, don't let the negative stuff come out of your mouth. It ought not to be so that we're speaking life, but we're speaking death. Now, you've missed it in these areas. I've missed it in these areas, but we didn't have to. And we don't have to. Do you hear me? Don't worry about the past. This is not condemnation. Everybody's missed it. It's what are we going to do going forward? Uh, do we believe God that he can help us to refrain from giving place to things that are actually against his word, that are evil, that are actually glorifying what the devil has done or glorifying what, what his motives are instead of glorifying God and saying what God's word says? We can, we can have help now, today, tomorrow, when we are tempted. Because you know what? If we're, if we're in the, the habit of saying things that are negative, of saying things that uh, are against the Word of God, then it's easy to do. It might feel like you can't control it. Did you hear me? It's the same with anything that, that if we've yielded to it, yielded just means you get, you get out way and go, okay, whatever, I give up. I'm just going to let it go. No matter what habit it is, if, we're, if we yield to that, then it's, it can feel like I have no control over it because I've done it so many times. When something happens, I respond this way. I let these words come out of my mouth. 
I let negative words. Something happens. Look at the way the world functions in this regard. Look at the way there's so much negativity in the world, and it, it, it's people say negative things even for stuff that's supposed to be good. For instance, back in the 80s, people started saying that's bad. What do they mean? Do they mean it's literally bad? No. They mean it's good. You know, pop stars that I could name have albums. And people go, it becomes in pop culture. Now, it's sick. What does that mean? Did, if, if somebody, I mean, think about somebody coming from another country that's trying to learn English. They're like, sick. Okay, sick. you're sick? No, no, no. No, that's, that means it's good. It means it's awesome. And it's sick. It's not in my dictionary. It probably is now. I mean, the pop culture dictionary. You're looking at the wrong dictionary, pal. You know what I'm talking about? Why, why isn't it cool in our society to, when we talk about something that's good, to say it's good? Why, why, do, why is it so popular to say the negative part of it? How are you doing? I'm blessed. People are like, you're nuts. No, that's not popular. You know, think about this. Now, I'm not cursing. I'm using this is a biblical word, but I'm talking about you know as well as I do. This is in society. Why is it so common for people to damn things? Why isn't it co- when something happens, people say, damn that? Why isn't it popular to say, God bless that? Because at that point, that's what you need. You don't need to curse the thing. Do you know what that means? That means to curse it. (laughs) Your car's not working. You don't want to curse it. You want it to work well. But what is it popular? What's the first thing? People, they're mad. And so they make it worse. You hear me? Not, they're not... When something isn't going right, we need to turn it around and say the right thing. But we're talking about, we got to cut off that, that wrong thing. Because it's so easy to do. And again, if we're used to saying that, every time something happens, okay. That's not going to help. That's like your, your rudder's pointed this way and you're just like, yep, full speed ahead. We're going the wrong direction, but amp it up. Double, double the speed. Let's go there faster. That's what we're doing when we keep saying instead of, you know what? We need to change direction. Change direction. But you know what, what, what it would look like with the boat example? If we're constantly, if we say, the right thing, but then we say the wrong thing. We're just like, yeah, 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 but, yeah, bless it, but curse it, bless it, curse it. We just are going to stay on the same path. Do you see that? We just keep on doing the same. We're going. I want to go this way, but no, we're going that way. Yeah, it seems good, but no. And so we just keep trucking down the same road. What if we changed 
our, by one degree, we're going this way. We just, or, you know, make it easier to see. Let's say it's 10 degrees. And then just kept it there. What would happen? You would start changing direction. <laughs> Do you see what I'm talking about? But see, you say, well, it doesn't matter what I say. Oh, no. The Bible just clearly says it's the rudder. If I come back and slap it right back on that straight line, I'm just going to. And people wonder, I'm trying to say this other thing, but what else are we saying? Are we complete? Are we undoing it over and over? The Bible says that it should not come out of the same. Our, the our, our bad and good should not come out of our mouth. Verse 9 He said, with it, talking about the tongue, we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men and have been made, who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. And then he likens it. He says, does a spring, he says, my brethren, um, these things ought not to be so. Verse 11, does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Talking about a spring. Does it, does it put both bitter water and fresh water? Say, no, it, it's, it's one or the other. The fresh water will overtake the bitter. Look at John seven thirty seven. We, if we're Christians, we have the spirit of God on the inside of us. He is the author of life and we have to yield to him, not yield to to stuff that's negative. Verse 37 says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood out and cried, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So if we'll yield to the right thing, even if we feel like, I can't, I just... No, we can. We have it on the inside of us. We have the Spirit of God. It may feel like we can't because we've said the wrong thing over and over. But we can change that now to any degree. To any degree we've been to, we can change it and we can say the right thing. And just by doing that, we can keep from undoing and coming back to the same course. Oh, I'm trying, but I just can't help it. That's not true. Don't say that. Did you hear me? Don't any longer say, I can't do that. Don't ever take sides against the word of God. If the word of God tells us to do something, then we should say, I can do whatever God tells me to do. See, even by, if we say, I can't, I just can't help it. That's not true. But by us saying it, we've bound ourselves. It is possible. Go to God and ask him, say, Lord, I, I'm having a hard time with this. Show me. Help me. And he will. But we have to be willing. We have to side with him and we have to yield to the right thing. Proverbs ten eleven says the mouth of the righteous is a well of life. It's a well of life. But the violence covers the mouth of the wicked. We don't want to be on the second part of that. We want to be part of the first. My mouth is a, is a well of life. I say the right thing. I say the right thing. I say what God says over my life, even though it looks completely opposite. Because he knows better and he can, even though I don't see a way, he has a way. 
I can believe him, even though I don't see how in the world this can turn around. I don't see how to come back, but he does. And so I'm going to side with him. I'm going to believe that he's smarter than me and that what he said is right, even if I don't see the way, because we ought to know by now we don't know everything. Is that true? (laughs) Everybody say, I don't know everything. Was that hard for anybody to say? Raise your hand. Just kidding. We know we don't know everything, but he does. And so even if I look at his word and go, Lord, I, you, you said I am more than a conqueror. I sure don't feel like it. I don't say, just say, yep, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. Well, you've, you've given me the victory in every area. You, uh, you always cause me to triumph. You always give me the victory. And you look in front going, there's no way this time. Shut up. Always. But we need to shut off the negative. Don't say it. Treat it, treat it like cursing. Just treat it like, no, I can't say, I will not say that because I don't want to go in that direction. I don't want to go in that direction. First Peter 3, verse 8. It says, finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tenderhearted. Be courteous. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. Just stop right there. Look at verse 9. Not returning evil for evil and reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. Isn't it tempting? Somebody's saying something. I mean, in this world now, there is so much just uh, people are so stirred up and mad all the time about it. Even Christians. They said, even Christians. And so they feel like they have a right just to get in people's face. That's not what the Bible tells you to do. And when we yield to that, when we do that, we're, we, it, we can't let the negative come out of our mouth and then go to God and go, oh, well, but I just praise you, even though I just chewed this other person out. Just don't give into it. Like, I, I'm not going down that way. If you want to be stupid, you be stupid all by yourself. I don't need to tell you you're stupid. I'm not going to step in that. I'm keeping my mouth on on the truth train this mouth is only gonna there's only gonna be a fresh spring coming out of it i'm not gonna let you trip me up and start you know telling you a bunch of stuff and then be provoked into saying stuff that i don't need to say and then have to repent over it just keep my mouth shut god bless you now we're not talking about not dealing with situations we're not talking about being you know weak You can be strong without saying the wrong thing. You know what I'm talking about? You don't got to be. In other words, if somebody saw you, they do. I mean, could you defend attacking somebody in a completely ungodly way? Well, they're wrong. Yeah, but that doesn't justify anything. And people are using it to justify everything. Now it's like, well, they're wrong. What they're doing is evil. Yeah, but then what we're doing is evil. You're evil. Mess me up. You can be evil. I'm going to, I can tell you firmly, still respecting and still not compromising myself. Did I lose somebody here? Somebody going, no, I really want, because people are using it. Christians are using it, a license, it, license to be mean and to be ungodly. All the name of what they're doing is evil. Yeah, but you just stepped into evil and you're giving Satan a place in your life. If somebody sees you, they can just throw stones at you and go, 
Yeah, you're a hypocrite. You're doing that. We don't need to do that. Again, cutting off. Cutting off that negative and say, you know, I'm not saying that. This mouth is only going to say positive. It's only going to say life. And so it's not worth me compromising myself because you're being dumb. I'm going to say the right thing. If I have to be firm, I'll be firm. But I don't have to cross that line into being ungodly. Because now I'm yielding to the devil. And now I don't have the firm foundation to stand on. If I'm saying the wrong thing and then I go to tell the devil, you know, telling him, no, get out of my life. Well, I was just yielding to him a minute ago. He'll laugh at you. You know, he'll be like, yeah, well, you were just saying, and, and then you're in condemnation. Now you got to repent. Why do you want to deal with that? Just sidestep the whole thing and say, I'm not that stupid. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let this provoke me. No, I'm going to say the right thing. If I have to be firm, I'll be firm, but I don't have to get to where I'm compromised. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Who, who here, you, would, you want to love life and see good days? Let me see your hand. You, you would, he would love life and see good days. Then it says, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. There you got one thing to work on. We could say, that's what I want. So no, I'm refraining. Thank you. No, thank you. I'm refraining. I want, I want to tear your head off, but I'm refraining because you know why? Because I want to walk on the right path. You know, somebody said you are walking in love the strongest when you want to punch somebody and you don't. Love is not this, we go, I just love you all the time. No, you, you, you're walking in love the strongest when you're looking at him and go, man, I just like to take your head off, but I'm not. God bless you. Now, I'm not talking, again, not talking about not dealing with issues. You may deal with issues, but you don't have to get ugly about it. You can say, yeah, and, and you're not going to do that anymore. And uh, we're going to close your account, but God bless you. Have a good day. You don't have to get in their face. You can just be nice about it because I'm refraining. I'm, I'm going to keep speaking the right thing. You're not worth it. You're not, you're not worth me getting out. You got, okay, one more. Ephesians 4.25 and we'll wrap up. Praise God. You guys all right? I know we had some extra things earlier that we were, were saying, so we'll, we'll wrap up here. But Ephesians 4 verse 25 says, Therefore put away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Right there. Be angry. You can be angry. Jesus was angry. It's just whether you let it cause you to sin. Don't do that. Not talking about, okay, so we've missed it in the past. What are we going to do now? Yes, you can feel anger over something. It's wrong. It's unjust, but don't let it cause you to mess up. Two wrongs don't make a right. Don't, don't fall into that trap because Satan is always going, probing, trying to get away into your life. And a lot of it is through the tongue. If we give him access to be saying the wrong things, 
to be doing, saying what, what he would want us to say. He's got a hook. Even though he has no authority, he's probing. He's like that con artist. Just give me a piece of information so I can get at you. And if you say, mm, not doing it, I'm going to only say what, what I need to, not giving you a hook. He's trying to get a hook in you so that he can mess with you so that he has a way to destroy don't say, I don't see how we're going to get through. You say, mm-mm, not saying that. Not going not gonna to give you a place for darkness. Nope, I see the truth. You may have no clue. You have no idea. But you say, nope, I have wisdom from God. God, you know, James 1, 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. I've asked of God. He, he's showing me. I don't know it yet, but I'm getting it. You have a thought? You're an idiot. You don't know where you're going. I know because God's going to show me. I'll get it. Watch. And you just stay right there. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. You see that? Don't give him place. Shut down the negative with your mouth. Don't give him access. Let's skip to verse uh, 29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Okay, this is half the battle right here. We'll just shut down the negative. Every part we say positive is going to carry that much more weight, and we're going to determine where we're headed. Let no corrupt word proceed out of our mouth of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. That means you are putting it away and you don't want anything to do with it. Put all that away, all evil speaking, all manner of negativity and contradicting the Bible away. Get rid of it. Stop it. You see, there's no way. Don't say that and ask God for help. Amen? Amen? Don't say I can't. Don't say it's impossible. Don't say I can't help myself. Say, Lord, I trust you. Help me. Help me change what's coming out of my mouth. And he is faithful to do it. And as we do it, now all these other verses are coming into play. The things that we're saying, he has something to work with. Even if you don't see, you're saying, I can see. I'm getting it. Even if you feel so stressed out, you're saying, I have the peace of God. And the peace of God can descend on you like a cloud. The spirit of God's inside, but you're becoming aware of him. And you calm down and you start to see clearly. And your mind works properly. And God's peace that passes all understanding helps you to move forward. Forward, to see what to do, to see the next step. You give him access. You stop saying, I just, I don't know how we're going to fix this with my body. It just hurts. I just don't. And start saying, no, God has been made health to me. His word is health to all my flesh. You don't see how, but you start agreeing with him. And then you start going in the right direction. Amen.